BNN Free Talk Live with Jeff Beck. All right, we're back. This is the third hour of VNN Free Talk Live. Things are rolling along so fast here, I'm tempted to do a fourth hour, but we'll see how things go. Uh, Dude, that is so pushing the borders. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's so <laughs> radical. Pushing the envelope. Fourth yeah. hour. <laughs> let's, uh, let's launch into the show, and uh, we don't want to talk about dogs dying. We talked about health care in the second hour. Oh, that's about people dying. Socialized <laughs> health care is all about people dying. Socialism usually, and health care, right? Usually on, on waiting lists, or, or, you know, people bitch about... Si- I'm sorry. I will talk about this for ten hours in a row because it pissed me off. Well, let, let's bring in our caller because we have a caller, and um, I want to give the um, right. I want to give the um, uh, uh, the contact number for the show. Uh, <laughs> if someone else wants to call, Excuse it's VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. You, you need Skype. I'm going to go ahead and call uh, our guest right now. Uh, let me find her name in this really long list of people here. Okay, here it is. Okay. And we are here with James Hawthorne, Alex Linder, Hello. and myself. And uh, I'm calling, uh, <laughs> I think I can say the name, Bryceus. Uh, okay, Bryceus. I'm not sure how that's, that's pronounced. Oh, here we go. Okay, I hear good. you now. I there, hear you there now. We go. You, you got to turn off the uh, turn off the radio feed. and then uh, turn off the feed. There's a delay of of a certain number of seconds. Yeah, I killed the feed. I just the phone never rang. I just heard you guys talking through my phone speaker, and I thought, hmm, where are they coming from? Okay. Yeah. First of <clears> all, how do you how do you pronounce the name? I know it's a mythological figure. Well, <clears throat> it's not the exact myth- mythological feature uh, figure, but it's close. It's pronounced Briseis. It's actually um, an interpretation of Chryseis from the Iliad. But anyway, <coughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out how to turn up the volume on my Skype right now. Can you hear Can us? You? We hear you fine. Yeah, we hear you. Oh, okay. Am loud I too loud? Am I no, com- okay. no, you're fine. It's, it's fine. Okay, great. So what's on your mind? Yeah, uh... Well, it's kind of just the usual that happens out here. Um, the tyranny of political correctness, of, of people wanting to seem nice, of people wanting to seem fair, you know, of, uh, of us orchestrating our own oppression through, um, you know, basically the Jew media framing the situation of this is what's nice and fair, so either be this or you're bad. I mean, I hear you guys talk all the time on, on this show and on Goyfire of, you know, how they frame the situation and, t- and define what the terms are. And then you either, you know, play by it or yeah, you're yeah. out, you're bad, you don't count. Every, every ter- the terms used in political course, discourse are always divided into, you know, angels and devils. Right, well, they tell you what's good and fair. And then you either have to go be that or that's it, you, you, you suck. <laughs> But don't you think women are more likely to fall for that because it, it ties in with, you know, they say this is fashionable and this isn't. And there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just something that changes. And the smarter uh, and richer you are, the better you keep up it with it. It depends on how much of an investment you have in that whole got to be liked thing. Like if you were always kind of like an outcast, like yeah, I don't, but, you know, I'm, yeah, kinda, I'm no, your I mean, age. I mean, I was into the wearing black and, you know, before there was Hot Topic and Goth, I was wearing black. You know? Did you listen I, to The Cure? Uh, sort of, but I was more into like Sisters of Mercy, and um, it, it the cure was kind of like too nice, <laughs> 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 um, like New Order. 
Um, that's another band like New Order and Sisters yeah. of Mercy. Yeah, yeah but I mean, come on, women are women are uh, a substantial, substantially higher percentage of women are likelier to uh, do things because they think it'll make them approved. Uh, what did you uh, say? In general, and this gives me a lot of, I get a lot of crap, and I, I got kind of a lot of crap on the other the other forum. You know, evil music in the background, right? <laughs> because I, I actually agreed with some of the things you said. And in general, yeah, I think in general, a lot of women want to be liked. They want to be in the cookie club. They want to be in, you know, yeah. they don't like rejection. They don't like people saying, you know. Well, you know, you know I'll tell you what I noticed when I was in high school was uh, that uh, there's plenty of smart women, but... Smart women to me always seemed they, you, you, like I would sit in the corner and I would watch. Okay, we had an English teacher named Mr. Westergaard, and he was a good guy. He taught pretty well. And you just see the smart women basically they, they try to figure out what the teacher wants and then repeat it in a slightly altered way as quick as they can, and that's kind of intelligence to them. But the one or two who were genuinely original or had a, a little bit of guts to disagree, you could see that that was basically a male thing. Well, and either you could be smart and you could either repeat back. Or some of us might, you know, be brave and take a new challenging position. Or some of us might just say, "Ah, oh, screw this," you know, I'm going to do something else. And well, they're not noticing, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and just not play the game at all. It's probably also related to just size and physical intimidation too, to some extent. I mean, women are never going to be able to just—they're always going to be because they're smaller. They're not going to be as aggressive or, or yeah. Yeah, well, some of this stuff I think is just more. kind of boring to women, you know? Yeah. I hate to say this, but to some people, you know, like watching Survivor and Home Shopping Network, I mean, that's it, you know, that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary, but, but you, you know. Gotta, it also has an upside, though, too, because I can, like, let Demonica be kind of the main moderator, and they don't get into, they don't have, they have a certain, in a certain way, they have a lot more vanity than men, but they have less ego, so they don't get involved in pissing contests and... and and banning people and the rest of that tiresome forum stuff. Well, and like so I they like I mentioned to you, I use. thought that whole like you know so and so said on this forum. Well, are you on his side or are you not on his side? I mean, that stuff seems like awfully yeah. catty, gay type. I don't know. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I mean yeah, that that's the whole thing. What we're trying to do at VNN Forum is just facilitate something for people to do stuff, and whether whether that's meet other people in your own area or write something. In, Printed, have it printed up there without being censored, or what? That's the spirit underlying it. It's not to, it's 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 certainly not to just chatter and uh, pick sides. Well, I mean, there's like always going to be that. There's always going to be that because there's a certain oh, yeah, group that sure. really like gets into that stuff. Like that's just fun. how people are, and particularly, I guess, yeah. Uh, I think the whole the whole beast, the nature of the beast of the internet, like it attracts that kind of stuff. Oh, that's definitely true. Uh, Jeff, you have that quote. I think that's from Pierce, isn't it? Uh, which course that? The uh, one about forums and how they're basically. Well, you no, know, no, I, I, I made that up. You made that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't that's, make it up. I that's wrote damn it. Damn impressive, because I would have, I would have sworn for, uh, I would have sworn for all I was worth that that came from the NA uh, membership handbook. No, fact, I, 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 I wrote sure that, and, that and uh, I, I, I am a uh, acolyte. Well, you, you were. You were what do they say? Great minds think alike, right? <laughs> that's that's right. You were channeling Pierce when you wrote that. Yeah, I believe he has something. I was positive that was from Pierce, and I remember reading that in the NA membership handbook. But it's basically true, and it just reinforces there's value in forms. But uh, well, I mean, if you have any powers of observation at all, you're going to notice these things. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to notice these patterns repeating. The same people playing the same bullshit games, no matter yeah. where they're at. You know.
But this yeah, I mean, out here, back to the whole political correctness things. We were talking um, on a oh, local discussion. Do huh? people know where you are? Oh, I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in a suburb suburb of San Francisco. Okay, so this, <laughs> since it's the best place on earth, that that means the people who live there can be the most uh, the snobbiest and most of. <laughs> See, now I grew I grew up in the Midwest, and we were always taught that pe that uh, people from like Boston, New York, were kind of more obnoxious, or at least whenever it came up. But I went to school in Southern California, and, and I went to school with a hell of a lot of uh, Bay Area liberals who were every bit as obnoxious as anybody from the East Coast. So. <laughs> yeah, it's in a different way. It's just not, yeah, it's, it's in, it's not, not in a pushy-in-your-face kind of obnoxious way. It's in sort of a laid-back, condescending, um, you know, noblesse oblige kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's there. Um, it's yeah, not really where I live. I mean, I actually live kind of in the poor area for the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything out here is so outrageous, you know. I'm in a regular tract house, you know, a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and, the, you know, yeah, the going rate around here is like 750000 <laughs> Boy, Yeah, I know, and that's for there's nothing no, special. First of all, there's nothing that's 750000 That's That's <laughs> $3 more than the, the biggest mansion owned by the people who run the jewelry store here. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right, but we get the dreary winter. We don't get the uh, the nicer winter and, and the weather up there. But, but anyway, anyway pe people here are so phobic that I mean, about like anything to do with race. It's not only yeah. like you're a racist, well, they don't even want to talk about it. Like on a discussion list, we were talking about some other thing, and somebody mentioned race, and everybody just panicked and went, you're a race baiter. I'm not having this conversation. You know, I know I should unsubscribe right now. It's like they just flipped out on just the mention of the word. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not really sure what that's about, but um, their minds are captive. I mean, their minds are captive to a system that ha that has taught them to think this way, to 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 panic, to react in this way. But I think that's like a new development in like uh, multiculturalism 2.0 or whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's like an upgrade. Sure. Um, you know, as uh, no. I, I talked to, I've oh. talked to Eastern Europeans uh, of various ages, and and uh, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, how how the ideological uh, propaganda changed, <laughs> you know, throughout the Soviet Union, and and you know, at certain times, you could, you know, uh, certain ideas or concepts were were okay, and then almost. Suddenly, a year or two later, seemingly suddenly, you couldn't discuss that anymore. You'd have to look down at the ground or something if somebody mentioned that. And now, uh, is it, that like just as far as social niceties pressure goes, or do you mean that's actually you know like how it is in Canada and Germany? Are you talking hardcore? You can't talk about this. No, I, no, I'm not, I'm not, they don't. They don't necessarily have to use law. Uh, and like in the Soviet Union, they can just use social pressure, uh, propaganda, yeah, uh, and uh, and manners and being and, cool and stigmatism and uh, uh, to to you know st stigmatize anyone who 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 mentions something is out of line. You you create an environment in which you convince the individual that everyone thinks a certain way, everyone else thinks a certain way. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you're saying. It's like how it is here. Yes. Where it's like nice people don't talk about this subject. That's exactly right. Or nice people, or smart people, or rich people, or anything that's desirable feels this way. And that <laughs> particularly works on women. 
And that's how women, that you're being rude or you're being ignorant. It's kind of like how advertising, you know, like what you were saying about, you know, the Heidi Klum seal thing, like, oh, well, if this person adopts a third world baby or, you know, yeah. get, gets, a, gets a Negro boyfriend or whatever, well, I can kind of follow that trend and I can be neato too. That's right. And I, right. I see, you know, I see women here in Kirksville with that. They'll have Chinese adopted kids or they'll be dragging their two mulattoes in the hy and be all proud of it. But what's really dangerous is that the men are starting to uh, be yeah. like this too. That the men are following suit and, you know, seeming to catch up to and even, you know, outwimp the women on this kind of stuff with this parent. No, you're you're right about that. I think we may have dropped Bryceus on that. Let me call her back. She, she, she went out into the ether. Yeah, well, you know, the San Francisco uh, gay police came down on her. <laughs> See here, let me call her again. <laughs> yeah, who I up? I remember uh, someone I knew who lived out there objected to their putting the, what they do out there. Like everywhere, is they put in monkey housing next to white housing. The white housing out there, of course, because of the location, is extremely expensive. Throwing these eight a niggers and uh, uh, this person went to a, a, a meeting of homeowners and started making this kind of point, and they, the, the niggers and the rest of them started, oh, you a Klansman, and started screaming at him about it. And it's very effective. It, oh, it's effective, and it's been, the thing is, it's been going, we're so beaten down, it's been going off for so long that mm. uh, no one could even conceive of it being any other way. And yet it wasn't that long ago when it was completely different. Instead of yeah, I got, I got dropped. I think she fell over. <laughs> yeah, I got I got dropped. I, I guess with Skype, you can't do anything else on your computer when you're Skyping. Or, it, or else. it does tend to load you up pretty quick, and mm. I do, uh, what is it, like disk cleanup? That helps a little bit, but yeah, it loads it loads stuff up pretty quick. I mean, I have a gig of memory. I just got this computer a couple months ago. It, uh-huh. it's, the, it's the juice. I know it. <laughs> They're listening. All, <laughs> They're doing a something. safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt... <laughs> When in doubt, sniff the kike out. That's right, from California to Kirksville. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the Bay Area, They're on that's, to us. that's where Willie, uh, what's his name, Willie Brown, I don't give a damn about your white kids. <laughs> Remember that, when that woman said something to him? Why are you discriminating against my kids? I don't give a damn about, you know, and, and that's that attitude. What is San Francisco? It's a mix of uh, lots of Asians and, and, and... Well, it's like there's these little outlying areas, like in the city itself... Uh, it's pretty much, you know, just a bunch of commute people, business or whatever, a mm-hmm. lot of Asians. Um, then there's some really rich, snotty areas. There's probably like, you know, the rich, waspy people and some a few Jews in there. What Describe Marin County. Isn't that up around there? It depends on where you're at. I mean, as soon as you get off the bridge, on one side of the bridge, there's a freaking ghetto with projects. On the other side of the highway is, you know, million-plus-dollar homes. <laughs> Yeah. So go figure. Um, there's basically pretty much, aside from Oakland, there's no like middle class blacks. There's like ghettos, and then there's like uh, yeah. white areas with a few blacks that might have made it out here and there, and then there's like ethnic cities. Like one city's all Asian, pretty much. One city's, you know, further down by San Jose might be like Indians and you know random ragheads, and yeah, you know yeah. San Jose itself is all Mexican. You know, I wanted to give a report here. Uh, this this dovetails with what I'll, I'll say, Bryceus, Briceus. Uh, anyway, uh, 
about a, a year or two ago, a um, uh, Chinese grocery store opened up in a particular kind of kind of um, rundown, some semi-rundown mall in suburbia, and then uh, then all of a sudden the restaurant is built, and now I see something a little bit different: uh, uh, massage parlors. And uh, I'm seeing uh, evidence of uh, prostitution. That are be, that oh, are yeah. We actually had a brothel get busted right in our town. Um, and this is like, you know, a bedroom community that's mostly white people. Um, so, but yeah. And then we also had a methamphetamine bust, which was a photo uh, masquerading. It was a front. The front was a photo lab store. And this was just at your little dinky, you know, shopping center mall in a town, you know. And it was another Asian type thing, methamphetamine situation. Oh, really? And we were surprised there was that. And then there was a huge pot bust, which um, encompassed a few cities in the Bay Area that was Asian, an Asian ring of huge pot. And they were renting like luxury houses and condos and stuff, and I, which was just strange because you think of, oh, people growing pot at some dude in his mom's basement, you know. <laughs> Not like, you know, Asians running these huge, you know, huge pot rings. I mean, yeah. They're ethnic so. gangs, and 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 my guess is they're they're, they're in, in case uh, out here they're probably because I can see when I drive by there that you know these are uh, these are they're at least the employees are, are Asian of some sort. Well, it used to be confined to San Francisco. We had like the Asian gangs, the triads, and stuff like that. And it uh -huh. kind of worked in a mafia style way, you know, where they kind of would you know run it through their little area. But now you're starting to see it come out into suburbia. So I don't know if anybody's picking up on that. Like, hmm, this isn't good. <laughs> Is, isn't the country just a grab bag of just the flotsam and jetsam from this and several other planets anymore? I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. You know, if I go over to KC to, to pick up someone at the airport and you look around there, it's it's practically the same thing. It's not quite as bad as the coast, but... It's just it's just a grab bag of Well, you know when you encounter when you encounter like a non-white situation, what I call a diversity ineptitude experience, other uh, acronym die, that you're gonna that they're gonna do something wrong. They're gonna they're gonna f something up. Whether it's your your order in the drive-through, or whether it's you know something you're buying or standing in yeah. line extra long, you know that it's gonna just cut. There's gonna be a problem. Somebody won't know how to do their job. It's every little thing, it just increases the frictional cost of everyday living. It makes it removes all the oil and the, and the engine grinds on itself, and everything becomes a hassle. I mean, you remember being a kid, Alex, and just life ran a lot smoother. No, no. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I forgot. It's all behind me. Uh, oh, you're not that old. You play old man, but you're not that old. Well, <laughs> see, that's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. I turned 40, so now I'm like really a little too young. I remember when I was a kid, you damn kids. I'm kind of not that old, but on the other hand, I don't really feel young either, so I'm kind of in between. Well, that's what I mean. Our world that we were, we sort of remember is gone. It's like all for the most part gone. You know, like we I can just, only like look to our next generation up to get like memories of that. Because I just it's feel just like, not, you know, not there. You, you try to talk to people, and you basically, especially around here, you cannot, you shouldn't refer to anything that's not on TV or not really, really, really low level, or you'll be taken as pretentious. <laughs> you know, maybe I am anyway, but I mean, I'm sure I am pretentious or arrogant or whatever. But the fact remains, you cannot make any allusion or reference that to something that is not on TV. 
and or or you you might as well be talking you know to a, a giant whale or something for all the, the good they don't know what you're talking about and so people have been utterly enstupidated Fred Reed's term and and uh, deracinated and they're just kind of drifting floating blobs you would have a hard time here, though, too, because it, even though the thing about if it's not on TV, it doesn't exist, uh, people read real books and stuff, but it all has to be then filtered and regurgitated back mm -hmm. in their kind of way. Yeah. So you, you would have a hard time pretty much anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, when, when I lived there, in the, uh, even in the 70s, I don't remember, like in my grade school, I don't remember any Mexicans in our class. I mean, I knew a couple... Uh, I mean, there might have been there like were one some of those. Around, but it, it wasn't like it is now. No, there uh, might have been like one of those half or quarter Mexican. You know, like he had a Mexican grandfather or something. But you know, you you wouldn't know to look at him. There wasn't like these yeah. real hardcore Mexicans like there is now. <laughs> yeah, there and there and that's like the the woman said. You know, we went moved to Kentucky because we want to live where the cops are controlling the street. Southern California is like Mexico; it's just controlled by gangs, and it's overpopulated. Yeah, and I know. That, I know for a fact Southern California is way worse than where I'm at. Yeah, it. Not really sure if it's just because it's close to the border, or if there's enough outlying areas that are cheap enough that you know what more people live there. I'm not. I don't know. There's too many people there. Way, way. Too well, many well, Southern there. California was crap. I mean, not the whole thing. I mean, there's really some outlying nice places there, but I mean, you know, there's blacks down there. There's yeah. a lot of freaking blacks down there, even before the Mexicans came. Yeah, they've gotten somewhat pushed out, but you know the black population is always expanding wherever you go. I mean, I mean, yeah, but if you got people. rid of them, if you got rid of them, South Central could be made into a nice area. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt. I mean, California's one of the nicest parts of the country. The the light and the uh, the weather, it's drier. It's just the West and the whole is, I in my opinion, the nicest part of the country. You were talking about Michigan, and you were talking about how they were anti-affirmative action out there. And um, I don't know if you remember talking about that on Goyfire, but yeah, I was thinking... Yeah, they voted. I was talking about them voting against affirmative action. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, of course, that means they have to freaking get jobs. <laughs> I mean, that works against the doing nothing, sitting on the porch mentality, doesn't it? If they well, start I mean, they're, they're <laughs> just saying, look, we, we don't particularly like being discriminated against in college admissions. That's what they're voting on. Well, and, the blacks. And the are continually, oh, blacks voting against I don't know if blacks voted for or against it, but. Uh, well, they should vote against it, too, because that would mean that they have to get jobs. That's <laughs> well, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well. I know that's kind of a, you know, it's like, hey, then they'd lose their excuse of, hey, we'd be being discriminated against. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how many of them want to go to school, even with, uh, even with it paid. I mean, I, I have a feeling it's still painful for a lot of them. Well, actually, out here, there's a trend that they've started to homeschool and take them out of school, and I'm all for that. They, they've tried everything up, to including, you know, single-sex schools and uh, racially segregated schools. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. They never ended segregation. They just said blacks can do whatever the hell they want, and we'll try everything, and whites can only do what we allow them to do, which is be mixed in with the scum and uh, slaughtered. Hey, uh, would you, would you we, we have a call from uh, we have a call from Boot Girl, and uh, and she'd like to join the conversation. Would you mind, Bryceus? Oh no, welcome. Okay, is That'd James still on? Also, yeah. Okay, I think he is. Jump in, James, if you got something to say. You know how it is. It's it's boarding house rules. Well, he might be getting a little bit. Uh, 
tap the platter down. You got to grab the steak, or they run out. Oh, what was her real name? Lisa or something Musical on the forum? Tears. I can't remember. Oh, Lita. Is that the same person? Yeah. Or is that a different person than Boot Girl? No, they're two different people. Oh, okay. Got well, it. she may have stepped away from the Skype. Uh, okay, well. Anyway, uh, so sorry <laughs> about interrupting the Skype. flow of the conversation there. Let me see if James is still on. He may have, he's in the United Kingdom, and it's very late there. Well, it says he's still around. James. Uh, he must have, what he time must is it there? It's only 8.30 out here. Probably the middle of the night there. They're probably six hours ahead of Midwest, probably 4.30 in the morning or something. Oh, Kirksville, is it 10.30 in Kirksville or is it 11.30? 10.30 here and it's they're like five hours ahead of East Coast time, so six hours ahead of here, I believe. But it, okay. But, uh, no, I, it's actually, I can't bring her on because she doesn't... Uh, she doesn't have a uh, uh, the VNN Free Talk Live account doesn't have a number. She's got a dial-up, I believe. Yeah, she's, Isn't she still in school? Yeah, well, Lita is. Uh, I'm sorry, Lita is still in school, but Lita's Boot Girl's a high not. Schooler. Boot Girl is um, high school, but she's on a dial-up, I believe. Yeah, I don't that have a number a for VNN Free Talk Live. The last time she, uh, uh. Maybe she got dropped and needs to reboot or, you know, whatever. No, what, what's happened program. is, is last time we spoke on, um, uh, if you're listening, last time we spoke on um, on uh, VNN Free Talk Live, uh, I used uh, another Skype account, my own private one, and, oh. uh, and, and I... She might that, only have that, that address to connect with? Well, no, that, that account has a phone number, uh, a real old-fashioned phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this VNN Free Talk Live account, it does not have a phone number, and I would need to dump all the callers, and then uh, and then uh, open up a call with her, and then and then get everyone else back on, and so uh, I, I I'm not sure that I would want to do that. I, I mean that, that's not, uh, that sounds kind of difficult. What do you think, Alex? Um. Well, I mean, I could probably hang out like I don't know, twenty minutes or so, anyway, and then have to get back to duties, and then we could do that at the top of the hour or something. Okay, yeah, whatever uh, you guys are going to do your next thing yeah, or whatever. If, if she if she wants to come on, to, uh, re re run the music and reinitiate the call at like uh, eleven. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. She just we'll needs do. to add the the new address to her Skype account, the new VNN or whatever. Yeah, but there's, live. No, there's no phone number for it. She doesn't have. She's on uh, uh, on. She has. Uh, dial-up or something. Oh, so she can't even do it through the computer. Okay. Yeah, she can't do it through the computer. And this account uh, this account doesn't have a phone number. I'm meaning oh, okay, on dial-up, you, you can't even do it at all on dial-up. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I think there's a bad delay. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk to people on Skype if you have DSL and they have dial-up. I think they will hear a lag mm-hmm. uh, som- at least sometimes. It is possible, though. I don't know how it'd work in a group call. So any anyway, uh, move, yeah, move. it sucks. It sucks from here to it just sucks a different way. <laughs> Getting back yeah. to what? Well, have you? Where ever are th- you? Where are you, Jeff? I, I'm in the I'm in the belly of the beast. I'm right in the middle of the, the country. The <laughs> and, uh, you mean right where they're going to bring build build that horrific <laughs> freeway? Yeah, literally, they're going to yeah. they're going to uh, build that that uh, freeway right. Almost in my backyard. 
that's 35 that runs down through San Antonio. Yeah, it's basically I-35. And I-35 runs through both Kansas and Missouri. And they're going to just they're going to expand that and uh, uh, and and so I, I'm you know I don't know how much longer it will be livable here because mm-hmm. that's just going to bring the flow of Latin America in here. And uh, it's going to become like a trade route. Yeah, yeah. And now these guys on the forum are saying they're really they're starting to promote on the cable like the I don't know how the Amero or Amaro yeah is our equivalent of the euro as the dollar begins to sink. Oh God, this is creepy. <laughs> well, so. there we mentioned briefly what's what's scary about this, of course, is that uh, if you understand that the demographic bubble uh, in in most of the world, uh, the non-white world, and the non-white world is just uh, bursting at the seams with young people, and yeah, and and th- it's just an enormous. Uh, and we're just supposed to accept that they're the future and we're dinosaurs. And it makes me so goddamn mad. Yeah. I mean, we get the Missouri conservationist and the future of conservation, they got a bunch of, of buck nigger kids, you know, in a canoe down the stream. Well, niggers aren't going to conserve <laughs> anything. They're just going to throw shit in the water. You see that every day, don't you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, they're the fucking future of conservation? They're, they're I mean, the poster children for L.L. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> You see that that's yeah. that's why I mean, don't you get tired of people listening of living a fucking charade? Sierra, Sierra Club in yeah. the hood. <laughs> yeah. Niggas be all about conservating and shit. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are they talking about? In no, they think that's when you have when you talk to somebody you're having a conservation. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dog, I'd be all about picking up trash. <laughs> clean streams and, and and then in the same oh. issue you're reading about all these evil muscle invaders, you know, Non-native species are invading and taking over and driving out the native species. So we're supposed to not be worried about white people because diversity is a great strength, but not among muscles. Among muscles, diversity is a horrible problem. And so, you see, that's that's. Yeah, I, I see the advertisements you're talking about too. You know the yeah. <laughs> the thoughtful. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. It's it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> zognomics, zog dynamics. I am an American. <laughs> I am an American. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you're something over there in the Philippines, you know, climbing up and down the, the trash to look for discarded nuggets. What are they going to say next? Are they then going to say that they're white? Are they going to co-opt the word and then they're going to pretend that know, they've become white people just because you know they that, said so? That's what Eric Thompson claims. Wherever wherever you get the kind of situation we have now, the definition expands and everybody who, who can tries to claim that they're white. Even well, that's what not. I was telling something somebody on the other forum. I had a rant going on, you know, the whole thing of okay, who's white? Where does the white world end, and where does it start? And it was like, hey, you know, I equate sort of at, well. At one time, being an American was, you know, synonymous with being white. And when you came here from another place, you sort of became white. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So this whole thing about you know when you hear the black saying she'd be acting white, you know, which means yeah. civilized. I mean. Pretty much all of the immigrants who came here from Europe all had to, you know, quote unquote, act white. Even white people acted white. <laughs> you yeah, see what well, I mean? We all know, had to fit into the civilized way that they do things here. Yeah, and now we have genetic tests. And the thing is, you're, you, it was, it was, U.S. was 90% white, and then some descendants of slaves, which are kind of like feral pigs, except they don't, <laughs> you know, they're more useless and, and less edible. 
And so it's 90% white up until 1960, and, and the thing I've always used 100 times, and, and I love to repeat it, is there are more Americans of Swiss descent in the U.S. in 1960 than of Mexican descent. Now, this is 40 years later, and we now have 35 million Mexicans. Well, that's because they have kids, like, when they're 12. And then, well, like, yeah. you know, they have, like, 30-year-old great-grandmothers and things like that. <laughs> Sure, and, and they expect they have kids, and it has nothing to do with marriage or anything else. It's just no, there's no thinking, you know, can I afford this? You know, do I have my, you know, pension plan set up and my IRA, and, you know, and can I pay in, for the kids' college? <laughs> that ties into Jeff's point, which is that 90% of the world could improve its standard of living by coming to the U.S. So we could take in 7 billion people, and there would still be more coming in here. They're well, they're going to follow us, Alex, no matter where we run to. They're going to follow us. It's yeah, the parasite. It, it's, it's like it's, a horror movie, you know. It's like Jason it's that you know falls down and keeps getting back up. We just move to another continent; they'll follow us there. Sure, everyone wants to live uh, among richer, better-looking, smarter people. All right, let's uh, let's bring in. Race is only one aspect of it. Let's bring in a caller. Uh, true. Hello. Yeah. What's your? Uh, what shall we call you? Vic. Okay, Vic. Welcome to the yes, broadcast. Sir. You're on with uh, Bryceus and Alex and James. Hello, Vic. Hi. Well, don't don't. Oh, he's got his feet on. Still. You got the feet I on. You got to turn the feet off. Turn the turn, radio. Turn, turn off. your radio down. Turn your radio down. <laughs> turn it off. Don't turn it down. Just hit the hit the off on the the music match thing or whatever you're using. There we go. Okay. Vic. Sorry about that. That's all right. That happens. Uh, it's a real mind blower the first time it happens. <laughs> well, yeah, it was definitely feeding back. Well, what's on your mind tonight? Well, most people don't realize that uh, we are the only direct competition for Jews. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we've been given a much competition yeah, for a long it's been, time. <laughs> it's been like a losing battle so far. Well, yeah, but we're the only ones that ever made any inroads against them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What do you mean inroads? We used to own this shit. <laughs> I mean, they basically off. ripped it off. They ripped it off from us. <laughs> off and on, uh, it's been an ongoing battle for centuries. But uh, they'd make. They'd make advances, we'd make advances, but totally it's it's been us against them for the last over a thousand years. Well, and then of course you have the Arabics against them as well. Well, you know, well, that that's only been, they are, that's, that's they only are fellow recently. Semites. Right. That's that's the that's, that's the thing to remember for the American white nationalists is that is that these people, even though the Jews are kind of a an offshoot of of uh, 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 they're their own kind of semite. They're the semite semite. I know uh, they're sort of related, but I think they still are pretty much universally hated. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 hated by uh, the other branches of semites. But you know, they share a lot of genetic material with them, and they have co they have uh, colluded with them before against that, Europe. We, that may be a projection on our part that that means so much to them. This we're related. They're kind of our distant family. I mean, these are people who will blow themselves up, you know, pregnant women blowing themselves up. You know, do they have that much investment in that being related thing? Well, what I'm saying is is that is that 
Jews don't have a, a proletariat, and and Muslims have a proletariat. What I mean by that is is that Jews are a parasitical race, and they can uh, they can very easily work with the other Semite branch, if not even more uh, comfortably than they can with Aryans, and they have done that. They they have sided with um, with the Turks and other people uh, against Europeans in, in previous ages. I know you're worried about this. I've heard you give this warning before. That, that is exactly right. Um, yeah. That they have, and they will, will again. As soon as the wind changes, they'll, they'll be right back over there making nice, and that's what they do. Now, the thing is, the thing is within our context and Americans, they're not... They're, 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 I mean, this is my opinion. Their, their role in destroying this country is far less than it is in Europe. And so I think a lot of white nationalists look at I- I- Islamic people and say, hey, they're over there killing the Jew. And isn't that great? And, uh, and you know, why can't we be like them? But in Europe, if James is, on, is still on, you know, they've literally got a throat. They've got, they, they got the knife to the throat of European, you know, European civilization right now. And over here, I think, like... We don't always get the same types that maybe Europe gets. That maybe like we have we have Arabics over here that kind of skirt the fringe of kind of almost looking like white people, or some of them are like Christian Lebanese, or yeah. they're not the really hardcore. They don't wear the things on their heads, and you know maybe they're not wearing the burqa or whatever. So it's like maybe they're you don't have a gr- good idea of what it's like in Europe. Well, the Jews they use the uh, Arabs as a Two-edged sword. They they use it against they use the Arabs against us, and then they use the Arabs as as a point that they say, look, they're attacking us, and and come to our support. So you know they use uh, the Arabs as a two-edged sword. Yeah, it's a great game they the Jews can play, and and I remember this used to be a a, a topic in Goy Fire long ago that you know they they've imported uh, their wars uh, with their fellow Semites. Uh, into our lands, and and not only that, uh, not only have they in Europe they've imported, you know, you know they've basically made it difficult for Europe to oppose Israel in some ways, even though Europe Europe is much more hostile to Israel than we are. But uh, but they they've also had that going, and then uh, they also are now splitting the U.S. from Europe in terms of Muslim opinion as well. And it's a very it's a very div- nice divide and conquer trick, and absolutely. Well, would you say that Europe is more on the oh no here comes the terrorists we must protect Israel I mean th- do they have any of that nonsense or are they just completely we don't want them get them the hell out? They they don't want either one. Good for them. They, Europe Europe is much more um, pro Palestinian I guess you would say or than, than or sympathetic <laughs> yeah. Sympathetic. James, are you still there? Okay, James is uh, falling asleep. Probably, <laughs> it's pretty late. But I mean, if you read the European media, you, you'll see that. Uh, and I don't know how much of it is also a creation of the fact that they have, uh, like France, or, uh, you know, France. Uh, there's such a large percentage of the population there that's Muslim. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine you you can get a very pro-Israeli sentiment in the newspapers there. I mean, I think there there would be riots. I mean, well, you never hear it talked about that, you know, why do we get involved with Israel, creation of Israel to begin with? Why do we mess with the Middle East, you know, aside from just getting oil? You know, why do we do that? 
Well, did well, we think that not... they were going to be our friend? <laughs> what do you What do you think, Vic? Well, I think that um, the creation of Israel was over. They were trying to create that for over a hundred years. They were definitely pushing for it, and they tried it, you know, all through Europe. I mean, everything they did in Europe, uh, the communism, everything, was pushing for a, an Israeli state. Well, what year was that exactly, anyway? I need to learn what, here. What year what, was that, the creation what, of Israel? Well, it was 57. What, the creation of the state of Israel? Uh, 48, you mean. 48. So mm -hmm. only a few yeah. years after World War II. Yeah, well, they, they started previous to the World War One. They started this whole Zionist create Israel drive in, in 1903. So this was not a new idea that was spawned from World War Two, huh? No, it was Herzl's idea, and they had a Congress on it. I don't know when. Maybe that was in 1903 or late 1800s. And then they slowly built up their numbers, and then they got the Balfour Declaration, and they kept moving people in over the first, you know, 30, 40 years, and finally just... See, this is stuff you never hear about in California colleges. <laughs> no, you don't. You're not going to learn anything you know, real about Jews in, in, a, in college. Yeah, I mean, I just thought, oh, Israel was created after World War II, and it was somehow related to World War II. Well, well it is obviously. That they, I mean, wiped, uh, they wiped out. That was part of it to get people sympathetic, because they, oh, the Nazis wiped out six million. Therefore, we right, right. We have to create a safe place for them. Blah, blah, because we're the good guys. Yeah. Well, there was an argument earlier, there was a statement earlier about uh, who, what was more important, the, the media or the banking. Well, they can't control the banking without controlling the media first. Yeah, that was, you know, Pierce, Pierce was saying basically that at the break, I, I played a clip by William Pierce, and you know, Pierce was saying that in the past, banking was much more important because the Jews needed banking to apply pressure at the top of society because uh, uh, that was where all the levers of powers were, uh, were, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. And they used their, their pressure in the, in the money lending business to achieve their goals as, as they were. And then... Um, uh, you know, but Pierce and I agree with him is saying that in in 20th century, it's much more uh, in a, in with these quote democratic mechanisms unquote. Uh, uh, it's much more important to have control over the media, or at least as important to have control over the media as the banking system, is because the media then allows Jews to shape public opinion. And don't forget the schools. Well, yeah. And uh, and it's all a feedback loop at that point, and uh, as Alex said earlier, that's a very good yeah, phrase. Yeah, they right. use their their money to put their people in place. They, they use their bank money to fund terrorism in the Soviet Union and get their people in place and try to foment revolutions throughout Europe. And at the same time, they're fomenting communist internationalism. They're they're fomenting Jewish racism in, in Palestine. So it all plays together, and, you know, wherever there's a weakness, they surge forward. And if I mean, why would anybody support else, Zionism? I mean, what's good about Zionism that w makes white people want it? Want it? <laughs> well, that's, well that's, that's, that's a Christian lie right there. That's the whole Christian dogma lie that, that everybody is so put out there with. They, they, yeah, with Christians, they claim, oh, we're the people, the Jews of the Bible, who made a covenant with God, and, and the Christians, they bribed... Schofield to, or a Schofield bribe someone to rewrite 
the Bible, and that's the one that they're using. So, so you're saying that all the Zionism of. crap goes back to biblical? No, that's just one of their their bogus claims to the land that, that these other people had been in for time immemorial. Well, interesting enough, that story. that started right after our Civil War. That that whole story of revelations and all that kind of stuff started coming out in the late 1870s, 1860s, um, talking about how we have to restore Israel. It was after our Civil War that that happened, and it was big in this country. Yeah, but you're relating it to we have to restore it because of Christian something or other? Exactly. It's it a fake story that was invented in the 1870s. Or what will happen? It's used to get Christians on their side. It's just propaganda. As exact, well, in order to have the rapture, the rapture was a creation. It was created in like the late 1860s. And I can't remember the name of the fellow that did it, but it, it was created then. And it wasn't, it, previous to that, there was no stories about the rapture. Miller. And all, right. Yeah, and Millerites. He, and so all of a sudden, we had to restore the, the temple of Jerusalem before God could come back to earth. This just sounds crazy. Well, so, you know, if you believe that man comes back from the dead, I mean, you're you're prepared to fall for anything else. You know, that's <laughs> Pesterton's famous stupidity. You know, if man doesn't believe in God, it's not that he will believe in, you know, something else or that's evil. He'll believe in anything. But I mean, if you believe that people come back from the dead, you'll believe in anything. Well, I mean, the whole deal doesn't make sense to me. You know, like um, who whose fault it was? Who hung Jesus? You know, who who told Pontius Pilate, you know, I wash my hands of it. What it's do the not people even, say? It's not even honest in its own terms. None, none, of, the, the none of the Christians truly believe it. Maybe they did when it first started because they were willing to be martyred for it, but they don't believe it now. If, if they did, they the would be acting is, different. I've seen, I've seen these people, and the thing is, you think they're, friend, they're friends of Israel politically, but they really don't give a damn about the Jews. They just believe that all this stuff has to happen so that they can be raptured in, the, in this wacko vision they have of it. So it's not even about multiculturalism, um, political money payoffs. It, it's this wacko religious stuff. It's about all that stuff. Right. They're, they're using that religious tool against us. Yeah, they're, you're, they're using That's the religious tool against us. Well, when it works. It works pretty good, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, well, but it doesn't work on everyone. And you know, it, no, they use different levers with different people. For all the dumbass Christians in America, the the broad swath of of the dirt eating Christian South, they're going to use this cover story of the rapture that 30, 40, and not all of them in the South, that maybe 40 million people believe. So in some places you're saying they play to the religious angle, and in other places they play to the global hold hands, Barney, if, we're if all equal. They yeah they. In the, in the Northeast, they're going to pray more to the, the descendants of the Puritans who are moral crusaders who are going to create heaven on earth by eliminating evil, like racism and the rest of it. So they might play that, strike that chord up there. And with, with people who are basically, you know, fuck off, I don't need the government, leave me alone type people, i.e. Americans, uh, there's nothing they can play. They just try to suppress you. And the only way we get anything back worth having is to identify as whites, and then we can begin to fight. And that's what they try to suppress with every means at their disposal. But look at the Arabs in this country are already beginning to have a political presence up in uh, up in Michigan, which is kind of their their locus here in the U.S. They got tens of thousands of them, and they got a, they got representative, and he's swearing his oath on the Koran, and now Jew, uh, the Jews are bitching about that. Just kind of funny. 
and the columnists are going nuts. But that's what whites could do is, is people, whites with a capital W, politically conscious whites who are defending their group, if they were living in the same place, could have a political presence just as the Jews and the Arabs and the other minorities have been able to do. All right. But most whites are more independent and brainwashed. Okay, we're we're at the top of the hour here, and we need to take a break now. I want to I want to tell everyone what's going to happen here. I'm going to take down the call uh, because we're going to bring in Boot Girl next hour. Uh, I don't have a phone number associated with this, so she can't call us directly. I'm going to call her with this Skype account, and then I'm going to bring on everyone back that wants to come back onto this call. Okay. So well, it was nice to talk to you guys. I don't know if I can. I have mommy duties. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, good to talk to you. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for giving me a place to vent. <laughs> we're we're so right. glad to hear from you. Oh, I'll be back sometime. <laughs> you All guys right. are great. I really appreciate your show. I haven't. You guys make me laugh a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please, please, please do, do have Alex do that Jew imitation, please. <laughs> oh, my Woody Allen imitation. So when I download it, you know, I can <laughs> listen to it later. Can I, can I say that guy's movies are not funny? They're not really that funny. I don't know. I was watching, uh, what was it, uh, Bananas. I guess I'd only seen part. It's not funny. It's, it's, it's neurotic, sick you know, kind he, of weird it's, shit. It's, it's, not, it's not good either. It's just sort of slapdash stuck together. And he also looks like Polly Shore when he was actually younger. And he also is another one of those mud-adopting, molesting, marrying his mud-adopted daughter. <laughs> his daughter-slash-date, <laughs> right? <laughs> and even his ex-wife is one of those mud-adopting people. <laughs> oh, God. She was safe for giving birth to the demon's child and dealing with that nasty little shrimpy too. <laughs> okay. You know. Good, right. night. Hey, Good night. Good yeah, Thanks for calling in. Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right.